0: The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. So excited um, to kick off this uh, new year for us. I'm so excited for our guests today. We have with us Dr. Addison Killeen. Uh, Dr. Killeen say hello. Hey,
0: how's everybody doing today?
1: You know, we're doing great here. We're excited to have you on. I think this is your third time on the podcast or our very first video recording. Um, So really grateful for that being that um, getting paid for us on that. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you're welcome you got a, you got a sweet background and a new office and lighting and everything. I'm, I'm excited. My office just looks like the crazy uh, dentist office with cups and a scanner sitting on the floor. And, you know, yeah,
1: yeah it's the life it of a
0: practicing dentist.
1: Yeah, it works. So um, let's um, talk about your practice a little bit. I know about it. I'm sure some of our listeners have heard you before. Um, but go ahead and talk about your practice a little bit. Where are you located at? What, what's your group about?
0: Yeah. So I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, I've lived here my whole life pretty much. Um, and so when, uh, I exited a, a multi-practice group a few years ago, um, had a sellout event, and then, uh, I did this startup just about three years ago and, uh, we had six operatories, uh, built out the space brand new in a little strip mall. Uh, the six operatories are pretty great. Uh, but now we're totally full, uh, you know, just good operations and, uh, treating the community well it's been a, a blessing for us and we've grown and so now we actually purchased the strip mall we've kicked out four other tenants and we're going to expand and hopefully build out uh maybe another 11 or 12 operatories so that's the plan for the next year um, but uh you know we we do pretty much everything in-house you know some implants some uh, iv sedation and surgery Um, some cosmetics and a little bit of Invisalign and uh, clear aligners. Uh, But mostly, you know, for me, it's bread and butter. Like I just do a little bit of everything. Uh, And I've got uh, an associate right now who does the IV sedation and wisdom teeth and a little bit more complex surgical cases. And then I'm actually hiring another associate in January who is a uh, board-certified oral radiologist who wants to do part-time general dentistry, part-time radiology. So... Yeah, well, that's pretty exciting to be able to do those. That is
1: exciting. Yeah, that's <laughs> exciting. And I know, you know, you've written quite a few manuals um, on how to be a rock star dentist, <laughs> and we'll jump into that in a little bit. But um, let's kind of talk about the subject of our show a little bit. So you've you've bought the building. You've kicked a bunch of people out. I'm sure you still have a couple of tenants left in there, yeah?
0: I've got one pizza hut, so, you know, don't buy any pizzas for a while. I'd love to kick them out, but they don't want to leave. So. <laughs> that's,
1: yeah, that's great. So, um, also, you got to eat, right? So, um, I'm sure you've got plenty of pizzas over there. So, um, yeah. But, well, like I said, we'll get into the manuals, but let's talk a little bit about the um, subject today internal marketing. You know, I'm a marketer, um, you know, I have a marketing company. We help us across the country. Um, but I know you want to talk specifically about internal marketing. I'm going to tell you this real quickly. Everything that I've learned about internal marketing, I've learned from dentists. Um, no marketer told me I, I've learned it from other dentists. I've taken what they've done and I've helped others apply it. I know you love doing the same with Dennis. So give us some secrets on internal marketing. we we'll start from the scratch. What are some things that you've done that have helped taking you to the next level? Yeah, I
0: think, you know, you've got to make, just like we always worry about how our office looks, I think everything internally needs to kind of be in the same um, spirit. And so if you want to have a high-quality practice and you're doing high-quality implants, you know, the paperwork you send home with them should also be very high-quality. You know, it should be a nice, glossy brochure, and it should have, you know, your picture and your information so that it's very uh, smooth. You know, I I went to the uh, orthopedic guy, kind of bust up my ankle a while back, and he had a photocopied page of post-op directions and and the photocopy was quite bad. And so I was just really bummed to think I'm paying a ton of money for this and yet this is a photocopied and kind of lower quality. So just like when you get an Apple product and you unbox it and there's a fancy box and nice directions, that should be our experience. So we need to have the experience well with like our paperwork, with our brochures, um, our post-op brochures, you know, if you're doing extraction, It doesn't have to be really fancy, but if you ordered some cheap bags off of Amazon, you had your brochure in it, you had your gauze um, and maybe, you know, uh, another little clear uh, like tip to spray water down into a socket if you need to rinse out, you know, some of those things that uh, just make your experience seem smoother, like that's internal marketing to me to just make sure that the client that leaves your door knows that you are the absolute best. So that's one of the things, just making sure everything in the office is really well put together. And it seems like you, you can complete the story. Um, but then, you know, the other thing is any client that's already in the door should be your biggest uh, proponent. So, um, part of it is using a software, uh, or manually texting patients after their appointment to ask for reviews. I think reviews are the absolute strongest way to drive both your like web presence, SEO or, you know, Google. I mean, really, we should only really care about Google anymore. So um, getting Google reviews is huge. Making sure that you also can kind of prime them for that and just tell them like, hey, I'm a small business. It would really help me if you wrote a review. Just that little little one sentence we'll get people to both sympathize, like, oh, you're you're in my community, you're a small business. Yeah, I'll write a review for you. Um, And then uh, the biggest primer that we do to kind of help kind of reinforce a positive end to the experience, and we usually do this for first-time patients, um, is we give them either a bottle of wine, a T-shirt, or um, a Yeti, like stainless steel mug that has our logo on it. Uh, so, you know, a t-shirt <clears throat> is anywhere between six to $8 and I'm, I'm wearing one right now. So it says smile Lincoln and, uh, you know, it's a Husker game day here, uh, soon. So, you know, it's red, red and white, of course. Um, but we have tons of t-shirts that we give out all the time. Every month we kind of change a new color and design, um, in the same themes usually, but six to $8, uh, the stainless steel mugs we buy on Alibaba over from China, uh in about a thousand units a piece there with shipping and everything included it's five thousand dollars so it's five dollars per uh stainless steel mug and that's really great and then the bottle of wine is like three and a half dollars from trader joe's or um aldi or one of those places so it's really quite cheap when you kind of count the count the dollars and cents but when you hand a patient a bottle of wine and like oh would you like a red or a white today and they say like you're seriously giving me wine? It's like oh yeah, we just do this for all of our patients, and they they walk out happy as a clam, and that cost you maybe four dollars total. So that's like just some of the little strategies that we love to use here in the office. So
1: I'm pretty sure that this hasn't changed since the beginning of time. The parents have been yelling at their kids to keep the door open or keep the door you know to keep the door open because the heat's coming in or the heat's going out or whatever is happening there. right? I think that's one of the things you do in the early twenties when you get your first place. is you leave the door open for a while with the heater on? see what's going to happen um i think that's a that when you talk about internal marketing i think keeping your current patients is a big part of that right so the less patients that you have to replace every year means lowering your cost because you don't have to go use google's audience or the post office audience or facebook's audience you don't have to rent that audience to bring in new people right so with that being said i think indifference is the number one reason why patients leave offices not one specific reason just indifference that don't really care um they don't really feel the warm and fuzzies from their dentist or the office team maybe there's a lot of turnover um and they're just like hmm, i don't really care you know it's not that big of a deal to me so my husband recommended the dentist now i'll go there or my co-worker got a bottle of wine from their dentist and, and now i'm going to go there right it's that indifference where they just don't bother the dentist that they leave so These types of things make a big difference, right? Just a $5 mug helps eliminate a lot of that difference.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. And it's, and it's amazing. You know, I always tell patients and in my, my first book, by the numbers, we talk about what's the ideal percent you should be spending on marketing. Now, when you're a startup, obviously you have very little revenues and you're trying to market a bunch to get a bunch of people in the door. But as you get to be like a healthy, mature practice, you know, we, we sometimes say it should be 4 to 5% of your revenue should be spent on marketing. Well, as you look at that 5%, A, if you're really good at internal marketing and you keep all those patients in-house, you're going to fill your clinic up quickly, and then you should drop marketing significantly. But I always think, you know, you that 5%, you should always look at how much are you spending internal and how much are you spending external. And so the internal is actually super cheap. I mean, you get so much bang for your buck by just doing internal. Um, The other thing I love to do is when a patient refers another patient, you should um, reward that. And not so overtly, like not try to say, hey, if you send me a patient, I'll send you a gift card. You should just randomly have a handwritten note. And the front desk can do this for you and prepare all these handwritten notes. You just send them a $5 gift card. And the reason I do $5 um, is because it's so small, no one would ever do it to try to make money. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to send 10 patients and go buy a car with that money. It's so small that it's just like, oh, they they noticed. Thanks. Right. And it's, it's, like, uh, it's a weird psychological thing that says, well, I'm, I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart, not because I want the free coffee. Um, and so that's what we do. We just send a little handwritten note like, hey, thanks for sending somebody over. Here's $5 to the local coffee shop. And that, you know, I think that it's a relatively small cost, but it helps out a lot.
1: Yeah. I, I'll tell you two uh, things. Um, one, first real quick, my insurance agent, every time I send a referral to her, sends me a $10 Starbucks gift card. I never use them. I hand the gift cards. To my wife, but as soon as I get that, you know, the number one thing I want to do, find somebody else to send it to. I don't want the 10 bucks. It doesn't matter. But it excites me and it makes me think, wow, they really appreciate this. They really liked me. Right. They like me for doing this, and now I want them to like me some more, so I'm going to find somebody else. Um, all the time. I'll tell you, and this goes way beyond the $5 or $10 budget. Um, I read this a long time ago. I saw it from another dentist. I suggest it to another dentist. Um, if you have a patients that work in an office surrounding and they send you a referral, don't be afraid to send them flowers to their office. When uh, flowers show up at an office um, and as people are coming back to their offices, everybody by the end of the day knows where those flowers came. So if you have five, 10, 15 people in an office and somebody gets flowers or somebody gets you know some type of a gift, some type of a food gift, a- a edible arrangement, some type of candy, everybody in the office knows where it came from. And then they're wondering why their dentist doesn't do for the, this for them. And again, indifference, right? Um, yeah. They don't care about their dentist that much. They're indifferent and then they leave. So, I want to also clarify something right now use internal marketing. I think that's a really good term. Um, I get that. I understand it. I like to separate marketing, the term marketing and advertising and kind of make that re- literally clear, right? So people contact us or they, they contact other companies. They go, Oh, I need to do marketing. That means buying something. And I don't look at it that way. Advertising means buying something. Marketing is every single thing that you do in your business, right? The way you answer the phones, the, the, Um, scrubs that your team's wearing um you know how clean um your lights are and your ops do you agree with does that make sense to you do you agree with that oh oh totally yeah and
0: marketing even even uh you could call marketing if you did some special event at the office or you went on a mission trip and you wrote up a little uh, press release and sent that to the local newspaper that gets you in the newspaper or on their website or a, a tv station might stop by that's marketing and that costs you $0. So there's so many things. Um, yeah, like the tone of the voice of the person answering your phone calls. Yeah, that's absolutely marketing because you have so many people that, I mean, they don't necessarily drive by your office, but they, they call and they're asking about prices. And if that person on the phone has a warm voice, answers well um, and can convert that patient, that is a marketing expense too. So I totally agree. Marketing is such a wide term and yet, uh, yeah, advertising is what everyone thinks of. They say, well, I need a marketing company. I need to buy a billboard and a website and a you know, some, and a magazine ad. And oftentimes those should be most likely the last things on the list.
1: You're right, 100%. And, and, and you know, these are things, too, that I think in some of these areas, you know a lot of people would disagree with. I, I listened to a bunch of phone calls this morning coming into a practice, and I just listened to voicemail, voicemail, voicemail. Voicemail, right? So yeah. whatever advertising they're doing or internal marketing that's driving those calls in, they're not answering. That's also marketing. If you're not answering your phone, you are unintentionally marketing your practice in a yeah. poor that um, Well, that's that's one of the
0: things I check every week. I, I have a weekly scorecard, and you know, um, I just every week it's just about 25 numbers that I put into my little spreadsheet. And one of those numbers, I go onto my uh, voice over IP phone system, which I use Mango Voice. And uh, I pull out what's the percentage of answered calls in the last week, and so as long as that trend keeps going up and improving, then we're doing well. Um, you know, if it's down in the sixties or fifties, which I've seen other practices have really bad answer answer rates, you know, I can tell them like, "Hey, you only had this many new patients. You probably missed fifty new patient phone calls or something." Um, you know, for my practice, my goal is always like 85 to 90%, um, cause it does factor in after hours calls as well. But, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like, that should be our goal is to answer 90% of the phone calls coming in. Otherwise we're potentially, we're driving leads or people are getting referred to our office and we're not capturing those leads. Right. Makes total
1: sense. So let's, let's, let's shift gears here a little bit. Let's talk about, let's talk about your Facebook. Tell me about the book. Tell me um,
0: what it's about who's it, who's it for? Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> this is my sixth book. Um, every book that I have is based around what people ask me the most in my coaching calls with uh, like the Dental Success Network and Dental Success Institute. And most of it was around, okay, you have this startup practice. You know, this year we're going to do about 3.6 million in six ops. You know, how did you in three years get to that point? And it's basically all based around my marketing what i did um both internally and externally and how i was able to get it from you know zero to to 3.6 and so um but it's it's based around i I, it actually took this was the hardest book i've ever written it took me more than a year to write um because i did kind of go through some of the history of like okay where did medical marketing come from because back in the day this was all cliche like you did not hospitals did not market well, now the arena next door is the, you know, the hospital brand arena. And, you know, down in other towns, it's like the orthopedic group arena. And it's like, well, it's because they're breaking their knees over there. But, um, so I go through the history. Um, I go through, you know, what should your budget be? How do you plan out your marketing, um, examples of, even if you're, you're trying to like market to get an associate in, you know, what sort of letters would you send out, um, different things like that. And so, And it goes through and then, you know, I I dug into the weeds and tried to maximize, okay, how do you do, um, like, for a layperson, like, and I consider myself, I'm still an idiot with all this stuff. But, you know, what is SEO? What are all these words? And basically, how should I pick a marketer? Like, if I'm talking to somebody about web development, what are the words I need to know so that I can be educated on choosing the right person? Because I will tell you, us dentists, we think we know everything. And we know everything about a tooth, but we should not be spending our own time marketing or doing our own website. And so when people ask me like, Oh, should, you know, where should I host my website? I I said, I I have no freaking clue. Um, You should hire somebody because you should be doing fillings, grounds and implants. And so, um, but you know, we should be educated enough to know where our holes in our knowledge are. And so that's kind of what we went through with the book. Um, I think it's, you know, Two hundred and thirty, forty pages. Um, it's got lots of like images and examples of what are like good brochures that I've created for my practice. Um, you know, and quite a bit of it is actually internal marketing because I think if you if you get that flywheel spinning, then you save so much money down the line because you're just keeping patients in the door.
1: Hundred percent, right? I mean, they, you've got people don't realize I <laughs> think that every patient leaves because of insurance, and that's, that's not why right? It really is. And I think that indifference and, and just not, not treating them, um, like the value as, as the highest values they think they are. And I think that's uh, yeah. critical. So what? tell me again, what was the title of your book? The new
0: one? Uh, the dental marketing manual.
1: Awesome. And where can we find it? Where can our audience get a copy
0: it? uh, it's for sale on amazon.com. So along with our other, um, four manuals, uh, the operations manual, the startup or acquisitions manuals and then uh we have the associate manual as well so if you're a dentist looking to hire an associate like if you've grown your practice with marketing really well and then you need an associate that's that's the uh the manual for you in that respect
1: yeah and I, you know what i'll tell you right now i think that's a that's a book right now i can tell you that if you just are starting a practice or you're thinking about starting a practice in the next year or two And you think you're going to grow your practice and hire additional associates and that's kind of what your business model is going to be read that book now um grab that book now. don't wait until you're ready to hire an associate or you think you're ready to hire an associate i think that'll help um, you know get you um in line with what you really need to do to be successful in hiring an associate because it can be a nightmare for a lot of people right
0: oh yeah it's if you don't prepare yourself mentally and with the systems beforehand Uh, It can just be so futile and you get really frustrated and burnt out because you think an associate's going to take the workload off you. And for the first six months, you both make less money and it's a lot more work um, to develop the associate to kind of fit your practice and fit your system. So, yeah, it's a it's a good one. It's needed because that was another problem that people were all asking about, you know, how to to onboard an associate effectively. And um, I think that's one thing that I've gotten lucky with is finding the right associates to to match my goal for the clinic um and that's kind of why i got so lucky with getting an oral radiologist for this next one which is going to be a really cool experience
1: yeah awesome congratulations to you it's great to see what you're doing it's great to see how you you're impacting the learners of other dentists thanks so much for being here
0: yeah oh thanks patrick i appreciate it
1: I can't wait to have you back see you soon
0: all right see you later